podcast with Dan and Scott. Hottest golf podcast, whether you like it or not. Fresh from back in the day when that's a put at the park. 7 a.m. PM special where they played after dark. From the birds to the focus to the losses and the win. Welcome podcast, patron to the show, lead the pen. Get busy golfing or get busy dying. Hottest golf podcast and the swing ain't lying. Yeah. Leave the pen. Welcome back, podcast patrons. Another episode of Leave the Pin Podcast. Now, as always, I'm your host, Dan, and I'm super stoked today. We've got Andrew Gegg, the owner, proprietor of 314 Golf. And if you don't know 314, it's based out of St. Louis. And every single person on this listening to this podcast knows that I'm an enormous St. Louis Cardinals fan. So this is like a match made in heaven right here. Baseball and golf. Andrew, how first off, how are you doing and and how did this come together? Uh things are things are pretty good right now. Um uh, the company's, you know, getting some exposure, getting some visibility and it, it's growing pretty quick and we're hoping for a big big 2023 for for the uh for the company. So I I got to ask off the bat, like you look on Instagram, you know, you look in the golf space, maybe at the PGA Tour show and whatnot, and there are literally like a million and one golf companies. Yeah. Apparel companies. And what's funny is is a, a company that I had pretty good contacts with. I just found out this morning, they messaged me on Instagram that they're closing up shop. They're folding. And I feel like that space is really kind of a revolving door. You know, like every two or three years, you get 20, 30 companies and every two, three years, 20, 30 companies drop. So I guess, you know, my first question is like, what made you guys want to get into such a tight and competitive space? To be quite honest, this was not my first choice. (laughs) (laughs) I had I had a a really good idea for an app. And um, I had two investors. And we were going to develop an app. So this was a couple of years back. Um, it was going to take your navigation, um, your handicap, and um, it was going to be 3D navigation. And then with that, we were also going to incorporate your gambling games, your betting games hmm. um, with your buddies. So at the time, we did all the research and there was only... separation of those those things so there was apps for the gambling side and then there was apps for the handicap navigation side right okay so we were going to try and be the first to to put it all into one one package and um with my media background i was also going to incorporate like 3d visuals for the course and then like previews of the holes like flyovers and that kind of stuff um so it was a really great concept i had two investors and as i was the bit like the day before I was signing with the developers, they backed out. Hmm. So I was like, man, I was furious and bummed at the same time. And um, I was like, well, what else can I do in the golf space that that I could still be passionate about? But I could also do like on my own without a investors, like something that wouldn't be too high risk. And um, and I came to the conclusion of apparel. And so I started, I was like, all right, well, if I do apparel, what, what am I going to call it? And so immediately, maybe about 30 minutes of thinking, 314 came to my head. Okay, so that was your idea, because honestly, dude, like, yeah. it's brilliant, right? You yeah. know, area code of, of the Lou, right. uh, you got four spelled F-O-R-E, like, it is right. a complete, perfect mashup of ideas. 
Right. Yeah. And in, in my, I didn't get too excited when I thought of it. Cause I was like, surely that's taken. Somebody else has thought of that. Right. right. I mean, this is 20, it was what, 2021 at the time. Yeah. I was like, surely somebody's thought of that. And say, you, fi- you figure like all the good ideas are already done. Right. You know, like I can't so, come up with anything new. There's no way that I'm the first. Yeah. And uh, so my wife is an attorney and she, all of her lawyer friends, there's several that are trademark attorneys. Right. And uh, so I did all the research I could. And she's like, well, wait, wait, wait. She's like, if, I know you may not see the trademark and you, you think it's open, but let me let me have my friends dig into it, too. Sure. And so they did. And like an hour later, they got back to her and they're like, it's it's open. Wow. <laughs> it's, wow. So I immediately filed it that day and um, got the trademark about nine months, 10 months later. And um, yeah, from there, it was just like, as soon as I filed the trademark, I immediately just started coming up with ideas in my head. I started off with t-shirts and then I was like, man, t-shirts aren't just going to cut it. Like I need to do, I need to do polos. And then it was a lot of research and development on the polos of like who I'm going to go with as a manufacturer and that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, I had to go out of the country to find like a quality manufacturer. Um, oh, most most do, you know. It's un- it's unfortunate because I tried probably three or four companies here in the U.S. and they were just absolute trash, which was infuriating. And the and, price point uh, probably doesn't make it too attractive to you either. No, no, I my I wouldn't be able to sell polos at seventy dollars. They'd be at like <laughs> ninety <laughs> ninety five, <laughs> unfortunately. Um, but, um, we found a great manufacturer that we trust and we have a great relationship with now. Um, and they've worked with the PGA tour. So, um, that was kind of like a no brainer. And then when they sent us a sample, we were like done sold, um, same material, same quality as some of like the luxury brands, like Peter Millar, G4, that kind of stuff. Right. Um, yeah, so it's, it's been, it's kind of been a crazy ride. Um, but, but exciting. And especially now, now that we're getting some visibility. Yeah, I want to talk about that in a bit. Um, But one of the things like, you know, going through the website, knowing you for a little bit, seeing the stuff on Instagram. One of the things that I really like, and especially like being a Cardinals fan and someone that's been to St. Louis a bunch, Mm -hmm. is you don't have to necessarily even know about the Midwest, right, to appreciate your clothing. Like, I think maybe it has a real close Midwest tie. But it's also, you know, kind of acceptable for a dude that lives in California or a dude that lives in Maine or in Florida. You know, it's got a very universal feel to it. So how do you blend that balance between staying true to those St. Louis roots and then also having this like this far reaching hand that makes it okay for anyone to wear, really? Yeah. You know, I hadn't really thought of it like that, Um, to be honest. Um, The idea is just kind of come naturally just because I, I i've been a, you know i've been in st louis in my entire life and um born and raised there and so it's like the ideas were kind of flooded in and um i try to not be too loud right um there's a lot of loud brands out there um and then there's a lot of really plain brands out there right um so i try to find like that middle ground and um Try and keep it simple. And then um, I didn't really think about it being like, yeah, you could pretty much wear it anywhere. But the the concept 
that we created was based on the fact that you, know, you talked about like these, why are we getting into the space when, you know, there's, it's super saturated right now, right? Sure. Um, I, I think our model suits us pretty well because nobody's ever done it before. Um, focusing on a, a city, a region um, with our design concepts, I think that's what separates us from, and that's what's attractive to the buyers, right? Gotcha. Um, what's what? Here's a question for you. Like, what's yeah? What's the one thing when you go, like, let's say you go to, you know, a bucket list course on the East Coast to a bucket list course on the West Coast? What's the difference in the pro shops? Uh, well, uh, the difference is the the type of clothing that's sold. Like on the East Coast, you're definitely going to get a lot more cold weather gear that's sold, you know? Yeah. Well, okay. So let's not get too specific. Let's just, what's, what's the main difference? I mean, really like, yeah, you, you could talk about like, you know, cold, you know, cold gear, warm gear, whatever. But the main difference in my mind is the logo, right? Sure. Just the club logo. Sure. Yeah. I mean, everything they, they else is have, universal. They all have Travis Matthew, yep. right? They all have Peter Moore. They yep. all have Holderness and Bourne is coming up. Like they all have these brands where, I can get the same shirt on one coast as the same shirt on the other coast. The only thing that changes is the logo, right? Yes. So for us, we're like, well, how do we, how do we break that? Right. And what, what, if I'm a buyer and I'm like trying to, I always buy stuff in the pro shop anywhere I go. I always buy something in the pro shop to remember, Sure. you know, cause I usually try and play like the nicest course in the area that I'm at. And I always want to remember it you know, and have something to, to remember it by and whether it's a polo a hat or whatever. And so we were like, man, it would be way more sentimental if we did something local, you know, to that region. Right. Mm -hmm. So if somebody, we had somebody, we're in gateway national pro shop. Okay? Sure. And somebody from Chicago was down here playing at gateway national. And the woman that was in the pro shop that was playing goes, Asked the uh, head pro there, hey, what's what's three one four? Like what is or thirty one four? She said thirty one four. Sure, sure. <laughs> a lot of people do. Even a lot of people in St. Louis do. And uh, and the head pro was like, oh, that's three one four, and that's that's based on our area code, and that's a brand off of that. And she was like, oh wow, that is really cool. She bought like five hats from Chicago. Somebody right. who's supposed to hate St. Louis. Yeah. <laughs> thought it was so cool. You know, to buy like five hats from them. Yeah, that's pretty sick. So that's kind of like, we're like, you know what? We kind of hit the nail on the head here where it's it, it catches people's eye more now that we have designs based on our city rather than something that's generic mm -hmm. across the country, right? So that's kind of that's where we're at. It's funny you mentioned, you know, Gateway National. When this episode airs, our <laughs> episode on Gateway National, the My Course series with Andy, uh, will have aired. So people will kind of have an idea of yeah. what Gateway National is and its close proximity and stuff. Very cool course. It's, I mean, it, it's it's the only public course that's all bent grass, right? Yeah, yeah. It's and uh, and I, I have the ball marker that says get bent on it. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's it's, it's a good course. We love it and we love our partnership. So. So uh, let me ask you this then. Then, then how, does, how do you go from, let's say, a small in-house brand 
Yeah. Two, having a partnership with Gateway National. I just saw uh, University of Missouri at St. Louis, a partnership with them. I, I saw a high school team that yeah. you have a partner. I, my God, I wish you were in my area. You know, like I would love to have right. my high school kids wearing stuff. Like that's that's amazing. How did you guys grab such a foothold and grow in such a short amount of time? Without giving away any secrets, really. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> you know? Actually, I can't even take all the credit for this because, um, so Bobby, who's not here with us right now, um, I actually just recently brought him on as a partner, okay? He he was doing 75 hard, and um, one of the tasks was he had, to, or he had to do, like, these three other tasks outside of his actual work life, okay. right? And he reached out to me, and he's like, hey, do you mind if I just start helping out with 314? He he's he's really big in the golf too. He's he's pretty he knows a lot of people in the golf scene here. Okay. And um I was like, absolutely, like of course. I'm I'm always open to help. I just can't afford to pay anybody yet, right? <laughs> <laughs> and he I was just like, just know that. He's like, no, it's part of my critical task that I have to do outside of outside of Sunday outside of my own work. And I was like, okay. So he started helping the company grow just by reaching out to people. And he's a CBC graduate. Um, so that's the high school that we partner with. So he actually okay. made contact with them. We sat down with them and I'm telling you, like at any time we just bring the product to these people, they're like, they order then like, they're just it's, like, it oh. speaks for itself. Yeah. And yeah. it's been awesome. Um, in that regard. And when we, when we kind of explain to them, like when it comes to the customization, we're not going to say there's no, no. We don't, we have no is not in our vocabulary when it comes to that. So, like, we can do whatever you want. And so, I just kind of pitch ideas and designs to these to, um, to like UMSOL and to CBC and just using their logo, but altering designs that we've already had in place. And the kids just love it. Yeah. They love it. And the coach, well, the coach at UMSOL loved it. So, it's just like when we have this unlimited capability to customize these polos. They're just like, this is awesome. Like we can make it our own. So. I got when I saw that post. First, I was you know I was pumped for you because that's that's enormous, right? That's yeah. big getting into the collegiate golf landscape, which is is so difficult and so yeah. competitive. I started to get vibes of University of Oregon type deal, right? That football yeah. team is able to recruit a ton of kids just based on the swag and the product that these kids. Are gonna yeah, get right. Yeah. I'm I'm a high yeah. school kid. 100. Yeah. And and I I want to look good. Not only do I want to play against good competition, but you know, looking good and having the newest stuff is important to me. And I think, right. you know, I think to myself, what a selling point for a collegiate coach to say, hey, not only do we play here and we play this competition and we travel and this that and the other, but look at the gear that you're going to be afforded being part of this team. Right. It's a yeah. pretty cool, uh, pretty cool That's concept. A selling point too. And what's really, what was really awesome is that when I was talking to the coach, so um, at Umsol, um, so we did something really quick for their. They start up in February, I think. Um, I can't remember. I guess it's it guys or girls in February. Do you remember? I think it's uh, guys spring season. So yeah. guys spring season, yeah, starts in February, and so we had to get these polos in quick for them. Um, that's so what what you've seen isn't even the custom stuff yet. That's just our standard arch polo and our standard right. That's your base print, logo, right? right? Those yeah. are our base base like styles that we're gonna house always because they're so popular. Um, 
what's coming in October for for the or the fall for the girls season. Um, we so we do guys and girls at the same time, so they they all get the polos that you saw, but we're doing full on customs for fall, which will be using the Triton from the UMSL logo and that kind oh, of stuff. Very cool. Crazy stuff that's going to look really sweet. We're excited about that. So, um, and that's kind of what we do with CBC. Um, we just took their logo and customized it and peppered it all over the polo and did these custom hats and hoodies. And yeah, I mean, it's it's a pretty cool thing to to be able to say like, yeah, not just you're going to be repping, you know, your St. Louis brand too. Yeah, I mean, and like, what kid, what what high school kid wouldn't want? I mean, like, I, I know our polos are like your generic Adidas ones. They they yeah. fit like crap. Um, yeah. Like, and my son's big into fashion, and all the time during meets, you know, dual meets, tri meets, whatever. He's like, Dad, like, gosh, I wish I could just wear like one of the polos in my closet instead of having to wear the team right. one. That's why he loves like the junior series stuff he plays in the summer and what, when he makes it to like district qualifiers and districts and all that stuff, because, you know, he can wear the pullover that he wants. He can wear the quarter zip that he wants. and doesn't have to wear the school issued clothing. Yeah. yeah. And that's, that's actually what really got the CBC kids going is the, um, that they were like, man, this is way better than the stuff that we got. I won't name who they have, but yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they're like, holy cow, this is way better material than what we got. So yeah, well, there's not look, there's not many high school teams, especially golf, that are wearing good clothing, if any. Like I, I know, yeah. in we have we have a super. Our conference is a super conference uh, mm -hmm. in in Northeast PA. We have 18 teams in our conference that range from you know like middle class schools to really upper class rich area schools, yeah. and there's not a single team that has you know a good look. Everything is your basic. Yep. You know, order from the school. Okay, here's an Under Armour shirt, and let's apply our logo to it. You know, we'll get, you know, 20 of them. You get four smalls, five mediums, and they're all, like, box cut. They're not European cut or form fit or anything like that. Yeah, so that's, it's yeah, that's kind of what got them going, I think, was the fact that, and, and they're they're a high-end private school. Like, okay. Very up, upper class. and uh, Gotcha. It's a, it's a privilege to go. If you can go there, it's a privilege, right? Oh, okay. So, I got you. I got you. Well, um, so that's kind of even, I was like, seriously, guys, like way better than what you got, huh? <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome. <All right. laughs> Good to hear. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Now tell me a little bit about, let's get kind of into your background, yeah. your relationship with, with the Lou, uh, you know, growing up there, et cetera, et cetera. You've got, well, and, and let me even backtrack even further. If people look at your shop online, they're not only going to see polls. We've talked about that mostly, yeah. but you guys are, you know, run the gamut from like the tech hoodie I see you're wearing, the t-shirts. Um, you've got ones that, again, apply to everybody. And then you've got some really specific St. Louis ones. Uh, you know, the one that comes to mind is like Albert Pujols 700 home run t-shirt, yeah. right? Yeah. Classic, iconic, and it's it's one of those things that just screams St. Louis. So give me a little bit of your background growing up, maybe your background in golf and how you kind of fell in love with the city itself. Good grief. Yeah. I don't know if we have enough time for that, but um, <laughs> I'll try and shorten it up. Uh, born and raised um, in West, West of St. Louis. So 
I grew up in West, it's called West County. It's out in like the Chesterfield area um, in a town called Wildwood. Um, but we just hop on a highway and go down to downtown and it's, you know, it's a 35 minute drive. It's, it's not far. Um, but we claim it. We're St. Louis County, technically. Um, so anyway, born and raised there, but getting into golf, um, my grandparents lived in Charlotte, North Carolina in a town called Matthews. So again, just a suburb outside the city. Um, and he, my grandpa belonged to a country club, uh, called Cedarwood and it was a nice club. Um, every time I would go out there, he started me, he got me in the golf when I was about four. And so I had a club in my hand. I learned I was just like putting in the house or putting outside, whatever. Um, and then from there, it just kind of took off. He instilled etiquette in me before he ever let me play on the course. Mm. So like I was never allowed to play until I understood golf etiquette, right? And I thought that was pretty cool. Like I didn't think it was cool back then. Sure, because you just want to cool get out there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's cool now because I was like, man, Grandpa, I'm so sick of driving me. I was like, can we go play on the course? Like, Not yet. But you can you can appreciate that now. Now I appreciate it. Yeah. But man, when I got out on the course, it was like, it would be me and like three or four of his like, you know, 50, 60 year old buddies. Like, <laughs> and I'm like this, like, I think my first full 18 was like when I was eight or nine or something. And uh, I just, looking back on, I'm just like, man, that that's just wild for me to, and when I would go out there, I would go out there by myself in the summer. I would just fly out there by myself be there for a couple of weeks and we play literally every single day. Yeah. That's so awesome. growing up, like having that privilege was pr pretty awesome. And, um, it's just, I mean, it's been a part of my life. So, um, golf, golf is a passion for sure. Um, I actually got cut from my high school team though. Did you play it all in high school? <laughs> I didn't play it all in high school. I was, uh, I tried out and got cut and because I was a nobody, um, even though I beat two of the varsity guys in trials. Um, so I got cut and then nobody ever explained to me why it was, huh. it was weird. Um, and then that's when I learned about politics. <laughs> as a I, I tell you what, I have never heard of a golf team cutting people, right? No, yeah. I, I know like around me, no one gets cut. You might not make, you know, the tournament squad, but yeah. you stay at home and at least you practice with the team, you know? Yeah, it was weird. So I was like walking down the hallway with my clubs and a buddy of mine came out of the gym and, and that's the same time as volleyball, um, men's volleyball. And he comes out of the gym and he's like, how'd it go? Like, how did, like you killed it, right? And I was like, yeah, I killed it. And then I got cut. <laughs> he goes, what? <laughs> and then I was like, yeah, I got cut. And he's like, how is that even possible? Because he, he knew how I played. Right. And um, he was like, well, screw them. Like, come play volleyball. I had never played volleyball in my life. And then, um, so anyway, I went and played freshman volleyball, fell in love with that. And uh, I made varsity by sophomore year. And then we went to three state titles. Wow. Um, wow. My sophomore through senior year. Um, oh, no. Sorry. We went two in a row. We went my sophomore, junior, and, we, and then we didn't, we were supposed to go, we were predicted to win state my senior year, and we lost in districts. Um, so anyway. Um, and then I went to volleyball or went to college on a volleyball scholarship. Um, so, so yeah, so kind of worked out. Wild ride as far as golf goes. Um, I just play for fun and, 
now I try and hit as many bucket list courses as I can. I just, I just wanted to be in the golf industry. There's just no other way to put it. Like I just, I love it so much. I just wanted to, wanted to be in it in some, in some fashion. I, I absolutely like doing this podcast. I've fallen in love with, and I think it's because it's similar to my own story as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I love people that have just manifested it. You know, they've, they've, they've thought it and they've brought it to life. Like, I want to be part of that. How do I become part of that? I'm not sure, but I'm right. going to do it. Yeah. I think that's kind of part of my mentality too is like, I, I didn't really know what I was getting into but I knew I wanted to get into it. Yeah. Um, and now I'm, I'm glad that I did because the more and more research I do, I'm just like, man, we're doing something no, nobody's ever, ever done before. Yeah. It's, it's, and, it's and very cool to be the first kind of breaking the cycle on the generic golf brands, you know, right. Doing something different. And, um, and just to, and now to bring my buddy along for the ride, just excited to see where we can take it so what is what does the future look like in terms of expansion like what are your do you set goals like do you have you know yeah actually today 23 i want to do you know x or whatever actually my partner's coming over today because that's what we're gonna we're gonna be do some goal okay setting. uh we have we have like big goals right we want to we want a brick and mortar um which i think can come way sooner than we think it can um but not just a brick and mortar like just to you know come shop like we want to have a couple bays yeah whole experience yeah a bar we want to make it we want it to be like a clubhouse feel um and i think that would that would be really really cool for us to have in in st louis almost uh almost ballpark village-esque kind of on a smaller (laughs) yeah for sure (laughs) Well, you know, you know what I kind of envision when you say that uh, you're familiar with baseballism, the brand. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So they opened, I don't know when it was, maybe two, three years ago or so that that yeah. downtown yeah. store yeah. right at the mouth of Ballpark Village there. And I mean, yeah. it's great because I get the same vibes with your brand as I do with theirs. They've got their yeah. tried and true, their classic stuff, but they've also got that real hardcore St. Louis, you know, branded apparel, which is which is great. Yeah. Like my my boys each have something from there, and uh, you know, I the one has uh, I think it's the arch and just has like a small STL in it. Yeah. And to them, it was so much cooler than going across the street and buying something, you know, from the Cardinals Pro Shop because they've been there, done that. You right. know, it's the same and, and this thing is, every time, right? Yeah, and 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 it's like the to me. When you already have so much stuff, so much crap accumulated, like I'm looking for more of that that niche, you know, idea. Almost like the tiki feel, right? Yeah. Yes, exactly. So, you know, I think you guys give off that vibe where, yeah, we can be mass produced, but we've also got this down home feel of our brand. And I think that's what comes through when you're looking through the website and talking to you and seeing the Instagram yeah. posts. Yeah, and I part part of the goal is to is to get better and to not be the only one doing everything, because I think there's at times even for myself, like I, I get lost in my voice, like I don't always know what is the best thing to say on a social post or 
like it, it gets hard when you're we're we're in 2023 now and i started this in 2021 and it's like i, I you know i need to start bringing in and this is kind of why bobby's been a huge help is that he's like yeah maybe we should do this instead and like and i'm like that's a good idea i wouldn't i wouldn't have thought of that just like, another voice to bounce off another voice because i've i've been doing everything myself i i, I made the website I design everything. I had to find all the manufacturers. Like I've had to do everything. I ship from my house. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I buy the boxes. I print the shipping labels. I put pack everything. Uh, it's not like I have people doing this stuff for me. So, and then I have to do all, I do all the media because I'm a professional photographer and videographer. And then I do all of the social because my background is marketing. Mm -hmm. and and it's just like when you when you have all that in your plate like now it's been it's been over a year you kind of get you get lost at times yeah i'm not saying that i, I still am passionate about it. it's not there's nothing it's just in my head like i, I will overwhelm myself and and get lost in my own voice yeah, it's a lot of hats to wear and i, and I don't think people appreciate enough when they're supporting a small brand Right. That, like you said, I mean, literally, the, the order comes in on the website, you get that email, like you're literally reaching up and grabbing that, packing it mm -hmm. for them, and heading to the post office. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's it's legitimately like, yeah, it's wild. And um, yeah, I don't think people understand that. Because, and, and not to like, get on customers' cases, but it's like when, when an email comes through and they're like, hey, you know, such and such was lost in the mail uh or hasn't been delivered can you replace it I'm like mm, no <laughs> <laughs> because then i'm out you know x dollars and yeah like i, I can't just do that well and I, it's no. just like i wish i could like i wish i was it to the yeah. scale of like at some point I, we will be it's like yeah no problem yeah sure replace. right but i don't have 10k inventory sitting in my garage right now right you know yeah, like well not only that it's just like i can't afford to just give away money right yeah yeah and 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 it sucks but we'll get there well We're there's 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 this big misconception and i know this for a fact you know like people within social media i'm trying there's 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 a, a guy that i'm we're going back and forth trying to schedule a podcast yeah. And, uh, you know, I'm a teacher and I'm yeah. super busy with my boys, even though it's the winter um, and they play baseball and golf. You know, it, it's a lot of back and forth. You, you know this just with you yeah. and I trying to schedule yeah. a podcast. And I got a, a text from this guy and he goes, man, like, I don't understand why you can't just fit this in. It's your job. I'm like, what? <laughs> if this was my job, I'd be living in a box right now. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I said, dude, I do this for fun. Like, I yeah. it's my hobby. I love talking to people. I love talking to people in golf. You know, I, I love the advantages and the opportunities it's afforded me. I said, but like, you you think, what, what do you think? I'm rich off of this? And he's yeah. like, yeah, I just thought you did podcasts because I see you post on social media and, you know, dropping two podcasts a week. I'm like, oh, my God. I said, you don't know how this works, huh? Oh, my gosh. That's it. Even, even if you did just do that as your job, yeah. pretty ignorant. <laughs> yeah, I know, I know. Like, and uh, and I, and, and balls so, to send that text. Yeah, like I would, I would love to get him on, but honestly, like I don't think, like I've kind of just kept my distance. I, I just don't think it's worth 
there's no yeah having you know like yeah. and then i have one guy once here's another funny story this guy reaches out to me and says and that's what's cool now like in the beginning just like you same thing i'm, I'm breaking my back dude i'm sending out a hundred dms to try to get someone yeah. on anybody like hell if their instagram name said golf on it like yeah. <laughs> hey come on <laughs> and uh this guy reaches back out he had a big social media following, which I learned, you know, you know, past that, that it's all BS. It's so many of these people just pay for followers and stuff. And yeah, that's wild. It's dude. That's I can get into that. It's a whole other crazy story. But anyway, long story short, this guy sends me an email. He's like, Hey, what time do you want to do it? I was like, well, I can do it after four o'clock. I'm a teacher, blah, blah, blah. He's like, all right, cool. He's like, uh, so here are my rates. What? I, said, what do you, I said, what do you mean? And I literally t- messaged him back. What do you mean? And he's like, oh, well, a 30-minute podcast segment is 50 bucks, an hour 75. Um, you know, if you want me to share your Instagram story, I was like, where am I right now? Like, what bizarro world am I that you think <laughs> you're worth that? Like, I said it on another pod. Like, if Tiger Woods called me up and was like, hey, man, for 500 bucks, you could have me on the pod – yeah, I'd be throwing that money out no, now. for sure. But some like jack off, you know, influencer wants me to pay seventy five bucks. Like, dude, nobody cares about you that much. Oh, that's wild. <laughs> and so to get to your point, like you look at these people, they've got thirty, forty thousand followers, right? And then they've got like five hundred views on a reel or something. Yeah, and when like, that stuff happens, it's way off. Bro, those numbers, yeah. yeah. Those, That's I, I, not I, algorithm related there, pal. No, <laughs> not at all. And I understand the whole like, man, if you get, you know, two to eight percent of your followers to like or to view, like that's good. And then whatever, you know, there's all these right. things you can Google. But like those numbers don't add up, bro. And I'm pretty good at math. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. Um, coming to that, I mean, you know, I think in a way we kind of, small brands like like myself we always try on social to to make it seem like we're bigger than we are sure i think that's human right. nature right well just as like you know i don't i don't necessarily always want people to know it's just me right 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 and i don't know why i don't i don't think it's a bad thing it's just like no but i you know what like i think you're, it is you're, you're more of a you're, you're more established than you are and like people are more likely to buy have been yeah just to add some validity some yeah. validity to your business right and um so i think like when people do reach out you know it's kind of like the example i gave where like somebody's like hey can you just replace the polo we haven't received it. it's lost in the mail whatever you know it's almost our own fault for giving the vision to these people that we're bigger than we what we are it's like actually can't do that because we're not as big as we you think i am (laughs) yeah and i think there's uh there's that mind it's like uh it's kind of like that cult mindset like i would not buy from this brand because they've got 400 followers they could be the greatest product in the world but when that brand has forty thousand followers like oh my god yeah of course i would like look how established you just assume yeah yeah and and again like i tell people all the time and like i've learned it firsthand from meeting some of these people in real life like instagram's bullshit like the the internet is bs you know i mean there's so many ways 
to yeah. prop yourself up and, and look like an expert or, or look like you've got this enormous following when realistically, like you can go Google, you know, I, whatever, buy 10,000 Instagram followers for 80 bucks or whatever it is. Right. You know, and you've got these random bots and it looks like, oh, that guy's got 10K. He's legit. I should follow him. Right. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll never do that. We've been strictly organic. I was just excited that yesterday we hit 1500. Like, yeah. Yeah. That's huge for us. <laughs> We're you know stoked. And you know what? I, I do have to give credit where it's due because because uh, Freeze is a friend of the brand. David Freeze. Well, I want to get into that. And, and Maroon has is, is come on liking the brand. And um, they've, I've sent them some gear. Um, and they've, they've been great promoters and, and, um, and helping us get to, you know, whenever they post something, it's, it's always a huge boost in, in following, which is, which is awesome. And, and so, yeah. So David Freeze has the torn World Series jersey, right, right. in, uh, in um, you know, the Cardinals Hall of Fame there. So my boys have pictures with, you know, and they 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 don't remember that point in time for, you know, right. Cardinal Nation. Um, but a seminal member, I mean, an iconoclast of St. Louis Cardinals baseball. Yeah. How did that relationship come about? Um, I harassed him. OK, yeah, <laughs> I, I love harassed that. I love and, that. And uh, what was funny is. Um, gosh, we were getting family pictures done. And I had probably sent him, I didn't, I, I guess I can't say I harassed him because I spaced it out. I sent him like maybe three messages on Instagram just saying like, Hey, check us out. Hey, do you want some gear? Hey, you know, what do you think? And, but they were spaced out like over months. Yeah. Yeah. And he had just gotten back from maybe it was banned in dunes. And, um, he, he, he's, I just got, I, I was, we were doing family pictures and uh, my friend was taking our pictures and notification popped up on my phone and said, David Freeze Instagram. And I was like, what? That's and so gotta be a wild up. feeling. Yeah, it was really cool. I mean, we went to the same high school. I didn't, I was one year off from being in high school with him. Um, but we went to the same high school. So we have that connection. And um, so seeing that message pop up, I was like, holy cow, you actually got it. And I just assumed I would never get in contact with him. And um, anyway, so we chatted and he was like, actually, I'm going to be in town for a signing. And I was like, he's like, why don't you just come out and say what's up? Wow. And so he came in, he came in town and I, I went and met him with my, my son and my wife. And I brought, um, I have a painting from a local artist, Steve Walden, um, on a canvas. And it's, he does this really cool, like 3D art. And he paints in like these colors. So when you put on 3D glasses, it all pops out. Oh, wow. And it's him throwing the helmet under his, between his legs, jumping yeah. at home plate. And so I brought that and he signed it. And then we took a picture. I, I gave him, I gave him some apparel. I gave him a hat and then he, he repped the hat and, and then uh, posted about it later. And as we were leaving, as I was saying bye, he was like, Hey, shoot me, shoot me a message and, uh, and we'll catch up. And we'll, and we'll link up. And I was like, okay. And I just thought like, he was just saying that. Of course. So I ended up texting, I shot him my number and he texted me and I was like, okay, he's 
being le- like legit. Like I didn't yeah. think he was, he was following up on this. And um, so we've just kind of stayed in contact over the past year. And it's just kind of turned into this. It, it, I wouldn't say it's a friendship, but it's like, we're more than acquaintances. Yeah. Now. Like yeah. we, and, uh, and we, and we chat from time to time and, and it's pretty awesome. It's just like somebody that you looked up to. Now you're chatting with them. Yeah, it's and, and we're trying yeah. to work out we're trying to work out how to sync up and play golf. Like that's uh I mean that's it's it's wild. Being a, a St. Louis Cardinals fan, you know, knowing his history, I mean that's yeah. insane. I've had my own personal stories like that with uh I, same thing. Like honestly, I call them friends now that play on tour or in some of my favorite bands ever. Like it's it's mind-blowing what this game does for you and and how it brings people together. And I've got to throw this out. I've got to just tell you. So my grandfather got me into the Cardinals. Um, you know, he was a fan since the Gas House Gang back in the 20s yeah. and the 30s. Oh, yeah. um, we grew up on Long Island. He was the only you know Cardinals fan I ever knew. And so he never got to go to Bush, right? Mm-hmm. And one of the things, you know, before he passed, he said, you know, if you ever get a chance to take the boys out there, go see it. And so like the first time was just, you know, it's, it's mind blowing, right? Like as a lifelong fan and going there and seeing this and knowing what it meant to us. And so his favorite play, my favorite play of all time, Ozzie Smith. And I'm oh. trying to do the same thing. Harass Ozzie Smith yeah. <laughs> to come on because he's an enormous golfer. So oh, if yeah. you, if you ever get a chance to interact with him, you know, slide, slide the podcast name to him. I would love oh, for to sure. that man. Dude. Yeah. For, 20 um, minutes even <laughs> yeah um gosh i actually you know it's funny you mentioned his name i played against his son in baseball when i was a kid really yeah and um it was funny whenever we played whenever we played his his son's team we all lined up with balls for him to sign That's at the end awesome. of the game we like would forego <laughs> shaking hands and we'd all just like scatter and we'd be the first in line to get our ball signed we didn't care if it was from the bucket and had dirt on it or anything. Dude, that is so cool. I get I get pictures of that. You know, kids just run, you know, oh yeah. Batting practice balls, fielding balls, you know. Oh, so funny. Um but yeah, um, you know, actually um beyond um Freeze and Maroon, um, Riggs from Barstool, you know, he actually was the first big kind of like almost celebrity type deal that that saw our brand hmm. um he does that barstool classic yep, and yeah it had just launched before the barstool classic in st louis oh okay okay and so i brought some <clears throat> he has this he had i don't know if he still has this deal or not but he had this deal where he could only wear like peter millar and g4 i think sure. he still has something to, to that effect because he still wears a, a lot of it um so anyway he couldn't wear i like i brought him a a gift box and um um it had polos and a a couple hats and he was like you know what why don't i just wear the hat today and so he wore the hat and i shit you not we had probably three thousand dollars worth of orders that day wow wow not not only like i was trying to play in this tournament yeah, and my phone is just <laughs> like just orders coming in, and I had this one guy. Um, he goes, he sends an email after he bought eight hats. 
he bought eight hats and it, they were G4 hats. So he spent like $300. Yeah. Over. <clears throat> it was like almost $400. And he, um, he goes, Hey, f- what does 314 mean? <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, he goes, I'm from Boston. He goes, I'm from Boston, but I saw Riggs wearing the hat. What does 314 mean? That's awesome. <laughs> How could you go buy something like that just because you wear it and you have no idea what it means? Do you, do you think he thought maybe it was like, because honestly, the first time I saw it and I remember the G4 hat uh, and I, you know, I think he just had a post too of about something like, you know, these are still floating around somewhere. Um, do, you, do you think he thought maybe like the four was the same as G4 or something? I don't know. I It had to have been something like yeah. that. Because he didn't ask to return it when he found out. Yeah. <laughs> like he didn't say like, "Oh, well, I don't want that." Like he still kept it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's it's a memory of the Lou, you know. Gosh, it was just it was so funny, and yeah. Well, he didn't. He, the guy wasn't even from the Lou. He was in Boston, like at the time. The rig oh. just posted that day. Of oh, geez, I thought he was playing in the tournament. No, because he was doing like live streams and stuff, wearing the hat, and he didn't. He didn't mention like, "Hey, go buy it." But people yeah. started looking up 314 and they just sure. automatically go to my site. They just started buying the hats. That's crazy. That's that's wild. If you could uh if you could work with any, let's say, professional athlete, celebrity, et cetera, et cetera, regardless if it's St. Louis based or not, who would yeah. you like who's who's kind of like an ideal model for your for your brand? Is there one out there? Good gosh. You know, Bobby and I have talked about this several times. Like if we could get anybody to put our stuff on, who would it be? To be honest, I have no idea. I have no idea. I would think it would have to be somebody in the golf space. Okay. It, the, ideally. Um, like I said, Freeze, Freeze and Maroon have been a big help um, because other people have come to like the brand from them. Um, notable, notable people. And so, <clears throat> and just being able to have that connection has made it easier to to talk with you know other people gotcha about gotcha. the brand to like get into stores and that kind of stuff and uh like yesterday what was really awesome was like i don't even know if it's one person that would help because like i'm so just just them posting that yeah glenn echoes head pro reached messaged us this was the first time somebody messaged us to come in because they wanted our gear that's a great feeling. Like that was the first time that it happened where we didn't have to reach out to them. Mm-hmm. They came to us and it was, and we told them that yesterday and he was like, you know what? That's I'm, I'm like, I feel pr- like honored that you've said that. Like, that's awesome that, that we were the first. And I'm like, you don't know how much that means to us. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. That, that was a special moment. Yeah. And no, so, you- I don't even know if it's one person, but just being able to have these relationships with, with with umsol with with gate you know whoever the you know the bigger you know the the reach for the, for whether it's a college or a high school or whatever or a company being able to to for them to share that they've worked with us like that's that's where we're trying to get and like i think we either working with the cardinals or the blues like that would probably be the biggest help that right. would probably be the biggest get like if the blues puzzle is like, hey, come get your three one four apparel. 
Yeah. Yeah. With yeah. with our blues logo on it, like whatever in our in our team store. Like I think that that would be like the greatest feeling. Yeah, I can't even I mean I can't even imagine, you know, mm-hmm. to see something with the, like the official Cardinals logo on it or yeah. or something like that. I, I, I gotta ask this. Um you know, I I'm not versed well in copyright or anything like that. How close are you allowed to get to like using a Cardinals logo in a, a product? Can you use a different version of the Cardinals logo? Or do they still see that as like if you had so like your arch polo, right? That's yeah. sick. Like it's probably my favorite one you guys have. It's awesome yeah. looking. Like if you did that with a cardinal on it, but it didn't have the birds on the bat. Like is that something you're allowed to do? Where does where yeah. does that fall? We can't have we can't alter their logo in any way and and use it on our product. Um, so even if it was like a cardinal that you designed. Well, that's yeah. So there's there the cardinal the red bird polo that we have now is a cardinal that I designed. Okay, so that's so that's okay, okay because you can't can't trademark a bird, right? Of course, yeah. <laughs> um, but when it comes to licensing with the MLB, you can license, you know, their specific logo. Okay. So I can't take like their bird without a bat and put it all over a polo. Like I gotcha. have to come up with a new bird. Gotcha. Um, and I just out of the possibility that 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 something could be in the future because that is a goal. I don't even want to come close to yeah. Any, that's any that's what I'm product. thinking because I don't want to tarnish like, hey, you guys have tried to steal our stuff from the beginning. Like, <laughs> yeah, back in 2023, like we're not gonna. There's no way we're working with you. Yeah, like I don't want to have that reputation at all. Yeah. So we're just we 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 trying to do everything organically, creatively. Like I'm I'm a big marketing guy. I love to be creative. That's why this stuff is so much fun to create. You know, mm-hmm. come up with ideas. In, in my head and then put it on you know a graphic in photoshop and then actually see it come to life on a polo like i'd rather just come up with my own <laughs> at yeah. this moment i mean but i said like i said like if the blues or the cardinals wanted to do something i mean that would be the ultimate get for us and it's it's got to be a pretty awesome feeling wearing your own clothing brand seeing friends wear it and then seeing it in the wild has to be kind of the ultimate, right? Yeah. Gosh, it's the, it's awesome when you get a text and be like, Hey, you know, I'm in a tournament. I've seen several people with, you know, this hat or this, whatever. (laughs) like, and the, when we met with Glenn echo country club yesterday, um, the head pro was like, yeah, we, we've, we see your guys as head covers all over the place at our club. And, because awesome. we had the one that's just the city flag. It's a driver yep. head has a city yep. flag and it has our logo in the middle of the city flag. And he's like, yeah, we see it all the time. And he's like, yeah, we just, we need to get you in here. <laughs> so, um, yeah, that's, that's, that's right now. That's like the best feeling to get is when people text you or send you pictures like, Hey, salt this. Hey, somebody's wearing this. And it's pretty neat. That's so cool. So I'm going to, I'm going to get you out of here on this. Yeah. If you can, and I don't want you giving away, you know, may, maybe any secrets that you're going to be holding on to for this year. Um, but what's one or two things that we can expect to see from 314 this year in 2023? Uh, we aren't just going to be in St. Louis anymore. That's all I'll give you. <laughs> <laughs> we got, we applied for two more trademarks and they aren't in St. Louis. 
Oh, wow. Uh, okay, so let, let me, and, and again, answer what you can, all right? Hmm. Are they going to be based around major cities? Like, yes. okay, okay. Are we talking East Coast, West Coast? Um, or is the answer yes to both of that? <laughs> well, one's like Southern, South. I would say the Southeast. Okay. One's West, yeah. Okay, very cool. I'm, uh, I'm interested. Good, good golf communities, I'll tell you that. Good golf communities. Yeah. Okay. Am I allowed to harbor a guess or no? You won't even tell me anyway. I'll, 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 I'll let you guess. I'll let you guess. I'll give you one of them if you guess it. All right. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with my. I'll go one guess only. I'm gonna go with my favorite city in the South, and I think like I might flip over this. Uh, Charleston. No. Okay. All right. No. All right. Yeah, I'll give you one guess on the West. Uh, West Coast major city. I'm gonna forego L.A. I think that's too easy. Of an answer. Um, how about Vegas? No. No. Okay. That's too, All right. You struck out. All right. <laughs> well, out. Oh, oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I'm gonna have to wait just like everyone else, which is all good. That's all good. No, it'll it'll be exciting though when we share it. So very cool. Um Andrew, let people know, and obviously I'm gonna put all this stuff in the liner notes. Yeah. And when the episode drops, we'll tag everything on Instagram. But let people know where to find you, how to get in touch with you, and then where to buy the product itself. Yeah, so you can you can find us at 314.com. That's 31FORE.com. Um, all of our gear is there. Um, you can follow us on Instagram and Facebook at 31FORE314. Um, yeah, and you can make all your purchases through the website. Um, if you're ever in St. Louis, you can find us at uh, Forest Park Golf Course, and you can find us at Gateway National right now. And hopefully by the time you hear this, it's way more than that. Sweet. And you know if you order something, it's going to be Andrew going, getting it, mailing it out for you. That's right. And, uh, and shipping it out. Awesome. Well, I cannot thank you enough, my man. I love learning about the brand. love learning about the City Connection. It was fantastic. Yeah, we'll do it again. Awesome, for sure. All right, people. So either get busy golfing or get busy dying. Podcast patrons, Leave the Pin Podcast is super stoked to have Gas House Golf as their official clothing sponsor for the podcast. Go to gashousegolf.com, find them on all forms of social media at Gas House Golf. Gas House makes affordable, eye-catching, one-of-a-kind polos that help you stand out from the crowd. Why spend $75, $100, or even more on polos that make you look like everybody else when you can get one at an affordable price from Gas House Golf? Hit the ball a mile and look damn good doing it.